pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Everybody. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, The Love Show. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. Um, this week on the podcast, I have the uh, fantastic Ingrid Haas, who is a uh, woman after my own heart. She's passionate, fiery. She's uh, she she runs at a level ten emotion wise. That makes me sound like I'm <laughs> making her sound crazy, but I uh, I really like her a whole lot, and she's super talented and is is doing great. Before we get to that interview, I wanted to tell you guys something super exciting. Uh, the three live episodes that we recorded. Um, the three live This Feels Terrible episodes are now available. Um, and they are so great. Um, they also are very re- uh, revealing. And I know that I do a lot of revealing podcasts, but these are revealing in a different way. Um, and they're for purchase, which makes me feel comfortable because I, I'm thinking like, oh, well, people who only only people who really want to listen to this are going to listen to it because it is it did take me a while to put them out because they do make me feel um, a little embarrassed from time to time. Uh, you can find those at the, uh, the feral audio.com website. Also just the feral audio website. Um, that's feral audio.com slash shop. Um, three, three awesome episodes. Uh, Dan Harmon co-hosts all three of them with me. And he's awesome. He's very funny. Gillian Jacobs from Community is on the show. Jonah Ray from the Nerdist podcast and from Comedy Central and a million other things is there. And my childhood uh, girl crush, Rachel Lee Cook, is on an episode. I have a meltdown. That's episode two. I believe we're going to play a clip from that in the middle of the show. Um, now, uh, let's get back to Ingrid. So, uh, so Ingrid is from Canada. And she is hilarious and beautiful. And she co-hosts the Vomit on the Web podcast, also a feral audio podcast with Mel Stevens. And she is uh, she she has a sitcom deal with NBC. Ever heard of it? She's she's writing a movie or has a movie that's being funded, apparently. And she's about to fly to Iceland to shoot something. She's a real she's a real go getter. Speaking of being a go getter. She's on uh, my favorite sketch team at UCB, The Get-Go, which is an all-female sketch team, all-female writers, all-female performers. They're hilarious. And she's iHaas on Twitter. That's I-H-A-A-S. So before I plug her anymore, let's just get to the interview. This is me interviewing Ingrid. Enjoy. Hey, Ingrid. Hey, Erin. 
So, uh, so upon arriving today, you said that you were nervous about recording the podcast. Yes, and I got really nervous with you just saying hi, Ingrid, because <laughs> I've been like sort of pursuing you to do this podcast for a while. I've been right. like, Aaron, I really want to do it, and then today came around, and I was like, Why do I want to do this? Why I don't ha- <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm very nervous. I listened to so many of your episodes Thank my you. hands are sweating right now really? um, wow. i'm having a nervous breakdown <laughs> what uh what are you like is there is there something in particular that you know that you're going to end up talking about but are you nervous about uh yeah probably i mean i went through a breakup in december right so i'll probably talk about that but i've dated a lot of people and i'm having a blast <laughs> a dating I'm, brag i <laughs> Um, I'm finally in a place where I'm like really happy to be single. So that I feel like this is a really good time to be talking to you. Excellent. Because like over the years or like I feel like I talked to you last year about it when you first. What, how long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, a little over a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to you about it at Fourth of July last year. Oh, I was wow. like, I love your podcast. Oh, Um but I was in a relationship and now I'm not. So things have really changed. Yeah. So you you are from Canada. Yes. Toronto, Canada. Right. And you moved here with your boyfriend. No, I didn't. Oh. I, but I met him immediately, like right when I got here. So I've been here four okay. years. Oh, that's interesting. And so I didn't really know, sing- I didn't know LA as a single person. And now I'm like discovering it so for what the is, first time. What is the story of your relationship? Um, how did we get together and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I moved here four years ago and I put up, well, here's the thing. We told people a different story than what actually happened. That's interesting (laughs) because it's, I'm embarrassed, but I moved here and I actually didn't know anybody. I moved Mm -hmm. here by myself and moved into an apartment with two girls, but I wasn't really like, they didn't have dudes for me. And I was sort of dating women at the time as well. (laughs) They didn't have dudes for you. (laughs) Well, it wasn't, that's a terrible (laughs) thing to say. If I was to move to Canada, would there be a dude waiting there for me? Yeah, probably. Well, no, I like, I wanted to meet somebody. I was like, oh, you're saying your roommates didn't have like, oh, Ingrid, you got to meet this guy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a group of friends that we all hung out. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, we all went out. It was just sort of like, so I was sort of actively pursuing looking for someone so i went to the internet oh okay which i don't think is that weird now but i think four years ago maybe it was or i was just embarrassed about it i think also now it's more common because of tinder like nobody cares at all yeah which uh is a whole other thing can of worms so anyways (laughs) we met um i think i was on like okay cupid or something and i went on like three dates and one with one guy Uh, didn't work out another guy and then um the boy who i ended up meeting but i i was doing a show at ucb you see a one woman show and we tried to like make a date and it never worked out so i was like you know what if you want just come see my one woman show (laughs) and then maybe we'll have a drink after or something and my one woman show was about me breaking up my parents marriage and it it discussed my sexuality it was like a very deeply personal story and i was like you know what fuck it like if if this is going to work out with this guy, he should see this. So then he did. And then he got me a glass of champagne after. And then we dated for like three years after that. Oh, wow. So we told everyone that we that the romantic story was he just came to UCB randomly, <laughs> bought me a glass of champagne, and we were dating ever since. But that's not true. It's a lie. Right. We met on the internet. That is true. But it, it, it is... Uh... 
it's only it's only slightly a lie. I'm not justifying that you lied. No. But like I think the romantic story is still that like he randomly went on this date with this person that he didn't know. It was a blind right. date and then saw your story and yeah, you and a glass of champagne. He could have easily texted you and been like, "Cool, cool seeing the show. Maybe we should hang out sometime." Yeah. He went to La Poubelle after. It was it was very romantic. Yeah. Chased me out to the car cuz my friend was there and she was like, "Let's go to this party." I was like, "Nice meeting you. Bye." <laughs> and then he chased me out to the car and was like, "I'd like to take you out for lunch." And I was like, okay. And then the next day we went to lunch in, um, and he brought me a bouquet of flowers. Whoa. Was, he was very romantic. Yeah, yeah. A bouquet of flowers and we sat for like three hours and just talked and it was really lovely. Do you like that? Do you like big gestures like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it became maybe a little overwhelming as things started to get bad and then the gestures kept happening because mm. um, he's very like a rom-com guy sort of lives in the like life is a movie thing, which is right. earnest and beautiful in a lot of ways. But did you guys ever compete at an advertising firm? Or, what? I'm uh, just thinking about rom-coms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Like, I'm the Drew Barrymore to his yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah. And then you had to take a business trip together to uh, Toronto. Yeah. And he, uh, you, he met you showed him else. around. Yeah. He, he met somebody else. And then it was like, <laughs> and then it was, <laughs> the rom-com ended in tragedy, weirdly. Um, so what happened? What was? Um, so we were one of those relationships that sort of did the breakup a couple times before it actually worked like was final but one of the gestures that he did which was sort of crazy and I probably we probably we've talked about it now that it probably should have ended at that point but I think like a year before we broke up for reals um, I was like, I need a break. I, I'm not 100% sure. And I feel like after this long, I should be 100% sure. Yeah. Were you Which guys it, living together? No. Which is something that I think about a lot. Like, are you always 100% sure? You know, I don't think I've ever been 100% sure. Right. But with him, I, I really openly talked about that and how I wasn't 100% sure and I needed time alone. And also I moved to LA and I hadn't really established like a group of friends it was like mm -hmm. I was really codependent with this person and it was really beautiful and lovely but I also was like aching to have my own life yeah. so I was like I need time and so he was like okay and I just wanted to go out and do my own thing and then one day I got an email and it said on behalf of and it was his name and it was from his brother-in-law and it was basically like a recommendation letter oh boy oh boy and then they kept coming. I got 50 emails from like Aww. his university professor, his uh, like agent, his all of his dude friends. That it is, was that is so romantic. Like I want to steal that for it was, <laughs> romantic comedy. Yeah. And if and if it was right and if you were still in love with him, you would have been so moved by it. Well, I what we got back. We oh, got you back did. To oh, okay, OK. So I was living with. I was living with two roommates at the time and I got this just the initial email because I guess his brother-in-law got the email wrong because he sent it before everyone else. <laughs> that's really funny. Because <laughs> I got just this one email and I was like, that's weird. So I wrote him back. I was like, thanks so much for writing this great email. Um, I think he's great too. We're just taking some time. I hope you're well. And then the, ne 
then the next day it was Rick. like an onslaught. And so I told my roommates and they're like, that's fucking weird, Ingrid. That's really fucking weird. And I was like, I think it's kind of funny and cute. Yeah. And then the next day I got like 50 of them. I I think looking back, I wasn't like, I didn't run towards him, but I thought this is somebody I should really put some time into because yeah. he loves me so much and I loved him and I wasn't sure, but you know, I don't know if you ever are a hundred percent sure you just need to find somebody who you want to put the work into, mm. you know? Yeah. I, Was it that you weren't 100% sure or that there were doubts? Oh yeah. Many doubts many doubts and so then so like what were what were like some things that came up that made you doubt whether or not you guys should be together um i think he was so sure the whole time that it made me question like are you even here or are you uh just making this work for yourself because like this is like, like does a it matter who ingrid is that's like, what is i it felt just the right place right time yeah if what? it would have been someone else's one person show if Mar- marilyn rice cub was doing a one person show <laughs> yeah. would you be doing that right now yeah basically yeah like yeah. i just kind of felt uh for a majority of it that i was just sort of like fitting into his dream mm. And I went along for the dream for a really long time because I we both had the same dream, which was like to get married and have kids and have a wonderful life and, you know, travel and do really great stuff. Um, So we got back together after that letter thing and it was really good. And we stayed together, I guess, for another year and a half after that. And then I ended up moving in with him. And I was totally unsure that when I moved in with him, too, because like we talk about it now and I never put any of my stuff on the walls. I never took my clothes almost out of the suitcases like there was tons of stuff that I just like kept in boxes yeah yeah um and he always said like do you want to be here and I was like yes and I don't know if I was like if I was just convincing myself or why I moved in like I I I think when I moved in I moved out after four months but I moved in and I was like totally unsure and I was like you know what I'm old old enough that I should move in with somebody like if you want this to work you should try right because it's like I wanted it to work but I was too scared to say like no unless I gave it a hundred percent so I moved in and we did it and it was we had a lot of fun but after four months I ended up moving to Vancouver for like three weeks to shoot a movie and I watched Celeste and Jesse forever And I cried for a really long time. And then when I came back, we broke up and then I moved out. And the breakup was, well, we had like easy. No, it was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like how to actually, how do you say to somebody who you've kind of talked about breaking up for a really long time? How do you actually have that conversation? Yeah, yeah. It's so terrible. And when it's not really, it's, ugh. So I basically it was like it was more about moving out than it was about the actual breakup. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't live together. This isn't working. And it was like in a fit of rage, I was like, write the landlord an email. And he's like, I will write the landlord an email like to give our 30 days notice. Right. And it was like in a fit of rage. And he wrote it. I was like, send it. It was so intense. So I was like, send it. I dare you to send it. Send it. And he sent it. <laughs> and then we both sat there and just oh, burst yeah. out crying. And Aww. we laid on the ground because we didn't even like set up the office. It was just like one desk. Yeah. And we were planning on setting up the office, but we never did. 
And then we just laid there crying. And then for the next month, it was like, is this happening? He would send me two bedroom apartments, you know, new ones that we could move into. Yeah. And it was like, no. And then we ended up both getting separate places. And it was crazy. Oh, man. Did you did you guys continue to talk like through that? Was there any like after after all that? It's pretty hard to when someone's tried to break up with you so many times and then yeah or not try I mean it's not like you that entire time we're trying to break up with he him. broke up with me on Valentine's Day our first Valentine's Day really what was that what's that story <laughs> we broke up so many times why did it yeah. it's so crazy um because I'm a huge brat I <laughs> and how are you a brat uh I guess did he do something did he not like do what he was supposed to do on Valentine's Day uh like uh, well, he brought me, I got him like a really cool creative in my mind gift. I don't remember what it is, but, <laughs> I but it was really meaningful. You spent a lot of time doing I, it. I, there definitely were some cool sketches in there <laughs> and like, you know, it was, it was, it was, and it was specific to him. Mm-hmm. And then he came over to my house and he brought like a teddy bear with a balloon that you get at like. Writing. Yeah. And it was not ironic at all. It wasn't like Abby Val. It was like Ernest, like <laughs> Valentine's Day, Teddy Bear and, and chocolate. Ingrid was not having it. Well, I was just like <laughs> You had you had a jewelry box that you you pressed a button and it opened up and sketches of your relationship had happened. And <laughs> Basically he had yeah. a I hug you. It was, it was I hug you. It was like <laughs> and I didn't say anything, but I just thought, oh, we're not right for each other. This is not good. Oh. I just felt like it was the, it was, I just felt like he didn't get it for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So then we went for dinner and I guess I was being bitchy <laughs> and he ordered bread pudding and I think he like ate it really fast and I commented bitchy about it. <laughs> One should savor their bread pudding. <laughs> he was eating it so quickly. I was like, calm down. <laughs> I hope that like <laughs> that he didn't notice that you were angry until that moment. And it just came out so. Uh, I think I think that's probably yeah. what happened. And then we got in the car and he's like, I can't deal with you. You are unappreciative. And I tried really hard and I was like, fair enough. And then he broke up with me and I walked into my house and then. Two weeks later, he's like, can I talk to you? And I was like, fine. He's like, meet me in Griffith Park. And we go to Griffith Park, and I'm like, what? And then (laughs) he has a sunflower, like our first date. Oh. And he's like, let's start over again. I made a mistake. (laughs) And I was like, all right. I stand for nothing. That's fine. And that was was probably six months after we started dating. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm in a new phase now that, like, if you break up real early on, no, nah, you shouldn't get back together. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a hard thing. I know there are a lot of people who have broken up with the boyfriends or girlfriends and gotten back together. But I, I think I think for me and a lot of people, like, if you break up, if you're willing, if you're able to break up with somebody once, it means that if you're willing to, like, give you up do on it, it again. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, yeah, yeah so, be careful before. But there are also people who like that's their foreplay is breaking up. I know that's it's pretty sexy. Problem. Yeah. Well, it's it's very passionate when you break up and then you get back together. It like reignites everything. Yeah, I do. I I'm very fiery, so I do sort of love it. But I'm in mm-hmm. a new phase now. I really want to try and commit to the 
process of a relationship. <laughs> so we ended up. So yeah, you asked earlier, did we talk throughout mm-hmm. the breakup and stuff? Yeah. So uh, and was there any resistance on either side? Yeah. So it was. It got real complicated real quickly because I ended up working on a car commercial like that'll always do it it'll always do it the car commercial you should read uh don't let the car commercial (laughs) ruin your your breakup (laughs) bye Uh, oh i did and it didn't help at all (laughs) and so the boy i said that there's no joke and no pun i just (laughs) explained exactly what just read the book don't make that mistake (laughs) so i did this commercial and i was cast with this very cute boy who was my boyfriend and it was like three weeks after our breakup and I was like ready to dive in. And so yeah. met him. He asked me out for dinner. I'm still living with my ex-boyfriend. He's like, do you want to go for dinner? And I was like, yep, I sure do. Oh, my. oh God. So then uh, so then I he takes my number and then a week later, I'm like, you know what? I'm still living with this person. We're mm-hmm. broken up, but it's probably not the right time. And he's like, no problem, that's fine. And then three days later, I got drunk at a gay bar with my lesbian friends. And they're like, what's happening? And I was like, I'm going to text this guy. And I go and I text him. And we meet up at a bar in Silver Lake and we make out. And one of my ex's friends is there. Oh, no. (laughs) Or I mean, oh, uh, good, good. No, see, I was a fucking mess. (laughs) I was disgusting and I'm not proud of it. And so, uh, so it got kind of dark because we made out. That's such a cinematic thing that happened. Did that friend know that you guys had broken up? I I think so. I didn't see him. Okay. But it gets it gets very cinematic. So we make out. It's really hot and heavy. I unfortunately drank too much to the point that I walk to my car and I'm like, let's just sit in the back for a second and sit uh, in the back. I've done that before. <laughs> I just, let's just sit here. Let's see what happens. Can you drive the car from back here? I don't know. Are these seats different from the ones in the front? And I pass out. Oh no. <laughs> I fall asleep in the car. I'm an adult. And he drove there also, so he doesn't know what to do. He takes my keys. He drives my car to his house. (laughs) Apparently, I was very aggressive about not wanting to move out of the car. I woke up four hours later with a blanket on me in Atwater Village. I don't know where the fuck I am. And I'm looking for the keys to my car. They're not there. So I do the next logical thing. I knock on a stranger's door that I've never seen. It's his house. And I'm like, hi, I don't know what happened. Wait, wait, wait. So so you were where when you woke up in Atwater, were yeah. you at that guy's yes. house? Okay. Yes. And so, he was gone. Oh, like he, he was, was gone. Not, well, he wasn't in the car with me, but there was a blanket on me. Okay. I found, oh, you were in the car. I was in the car. Oh, okay. You wait. Okay. I see. I thought yes. you were inside the apartment. Okay. No, so yeah. In I'm the in the car with a blanket on he me. He left you in the car. Okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Apparently, he said I was very aggressive. I refused to leave the car, which I love that about me. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. And am I going into your house? Uh, I'll stay on the safe street <laughs> in, my, in this car. I will sleep in this car. <laughs> I also like that I didn't want to drive. I just wanted a little nappy nappy. Uh, so I woke up. I knocked on his door. He's like, hi. And I'm like, hi. So I ended up sleeping on the couch. And leaving his house at like 8 a.m. 
And then I get you home. You guys to- have been together since. <laughs> he dumped me no. two months ago. We did have a very romantic, hot and heavy four month relationship. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I was just doing. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I was like, this is the beginning of a great rom com. Like, legit. I was like, I fell asleep in your car. We really like each other. Yeah. So then, um, so then I came home and my ex boyfriend found out about it and he kicked me out of the house. So I had to couch surf until I found an apartment. Oh boy. And then did, did you and your ex-boyfriend like continue to like, would he refuse to talk to you? Were you like, what, what, what did Yeah. Did you take responsibility for yes, that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I just, yeah. Oh, I totally did. I took responsibility for it and I was very, I felt very ashamed, but I also knew that I, part of me felt like I did it because I I was worried we'd broken up so many times that it just like that cycle was never going to end or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just afraid of being alone, man. <laughs> yeah. And which is weird because I was alone for like the, the when all my friends were dating in their teens and early 20s, I was never dating. I was like, I love my friends, man. And yeah. Then we moved to L.A. and it was a real shift of like, but I've been alone for two months and I'm very happy. Me and my ex. I'm like not mentioning names. Uh, we are trying to have a friendship now and he's dating and I'm dating. I don't, uh, for the first like three months, I'd say we didn't really talk, but he, he had like a, a surgery. So I was kind of, I wanted to talk to him through that surgery and stuff, but it's really hard. Cause first of all, your dog is like he's the most to comfort cuddling <laughs> boyfriend I've ever had. Um, it's, I think it's been it was I cried for so long and I even cried with that new guy that I was dating it was terrible I was like what am I doing like I would lie there and just weep about my breakup with my ex-boyfriend yeah terrible how did he no wonder he dumped me I was a mess because uh my ex-boyfriend he was like family and he I still feel like he's my family in LA mm-hmm. I'm like gonna cry on this podcast but he knows me more than anyone you get a free mug town. if you cry <laughs> I think, yeah he knows me better than anyone and he loves me anyway and like I didn't want to be with that person anymore but I love him so much and I'm so grateful that he was part of my life Aww. Ingrid's crying on a podcast oh god bring out the mug um, um yeah so yeah, i hope so we're in hard. each other's lives you know i it's so i i just i just had um an ex-boyfriend on on my last podcast. yes i didn't listen to that episode but i saw that and i was like interesting <laughs> and he it was a similar thing where we were each other's family and like mm-hmm. had moved to la together and we're such good friends and you get when you're in a relationship that's that's so codependent for better or for worse yeah you trick yourself into thinking that there's absolutely no one else that you could ever have that same yeah with Mm -hmm. but that's a that's just a that's a brain trick and there absolutely is there there Mm -hmm. are many other people that you can yeah and also just like leaning on friends Mm -hmm. for the first time yeah i think has been really amazing for me that i've just like such a great it's so cool and just like reaching out to people that aren't your romantic partner is mm-hmm. like was very scary to me because I was one of the biggest things and we've actually talked about it on vomit on the web was like 
who is my emergency contact now? Yeah. And I was so, I sort of like obsessed over that. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know who it is. And I talked about it with my therapist and like, we really had to dive into that. And it was like, Oh, I have friends who love me yeah, and who will show up if something bad happens. But when you go through a breakup, it's really hard to think that anyone other than that person can do what they do. Yeah. Also, when you're when you're going from a really codependent relationship to leaning on friends, you learn very quickly like, oh, I can't I can't be a brat the same way <laughs> with my friends. I can't, I can't tell them not to eat that bread pudding that way because <laughs> then they just yeah. won't want to hang out anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you realize like it, it, my boyfriend and I just had a conversation very recently about like. Yeah, you should treat you should treat your partner like you should check in and see if you're treating your partner like the way you they're treat your, your friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, and and expect like you expect a little bit more, but you expect about the same. Like your friends are. That's really something to learn. It's a good tip, guys. It's a great tip because I can be such a brat in a relationship, and I would the same way I treat a boyfriend is like how I treat my siblings sometimes, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not how I would treat my best girlfriends. Yeah, and, and my best girlfriends yeah. love me so much and but my parents and my siblings and my boyfriends love me a lot more so why am i treating them shittier yes and there's this you fool yourself into thinking that your partner your boyfriend or your girlfriend is going to be there forever yes and that they're glued to you and that you're stuck together but Mm -hmm. you're not it's a choice it's a it's a decision that you're both and they can leave anytime yeah and anytime ladies so don't (laughs) comment on his bread pudding (laughs) and you can too yeah (laughs) so how long did you and and your uh, your ex-boyfriend how long did you guys take before speaking again (laughs) oh like years or something (laughs) well we we tried to be friends right after i mean like and i talk about in the last podcast the last podcast i had a boyfriend on who i who i treated very badly um like very very we broke basically we broke up he started dating somebody else i didn't like it so i harped and and pleaded and did all pulled a lot of shit until he would take me back and he did and then i broke up with him again right so after that, we didn't talk for four years. And oh. We tried to kind of, we tried to be friends a little bit after the fact, but it was, it was just too, it was too much. We actually, we didn't mention this on the podcast, but we, I was checking in with him and we were talking. He asked me what was going on and I started mentioning that I was dating someone new and either the phone cut out or he hung up on me and then I tried calling him back tried texting him back he never responded he defriended me on Facebook and that's oh. the last that I talked to him for four years when he came on the podcast wow yeah. I think it's really hard to good luck I think it's really but you didn't you didn't really have any major like back and forth like we did but it's really hard to be friends right away well we're it's friends hard to be friends without being shitty to each other in some way yeah Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying this interview with Ingrid. Uh, While you're listening to this podcast or after, um, please go to feralaudio.com, go to the shop, and buy those little baby live episodes. Um, They're fantastic. Uh, Also, and I didn't mention this earlier, um, the money that you spend on those podcasts doesn't go to a murderer. It, It isn't thrown in the garbage um we don't find people who uh cut you off in traffic and give them the money uh we use that money to produce the shows at feral 
which is a uh, a nonprofit, right? Technically, it kind of is right now, but it won't be forever. But it, okay. it's, 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 it's hard. It's, it's, Soon it's, it's we'll be rolling in the bucks. It's volunteer based. Every single person here is a volunteer. No one's made. No one gets paid. Yeah, no one make. No one is making money. <laughs> but we need D- Dustin. This is this is Dustin's livelihood. Not to put this all on Dustin. <laughs> well, it's Aaron. It's our artists at Feral make eighty percent off everything, which is unheard of, and and not only in podcasting, almost any other medium. So your artists really get hooked up and like get the bulk of everything truly but there's yeah. a kickback that keeps us all as volunteers um going well, and i know and i know that when i before i made a podcast when i would just be an avid listener of podcasts and hear people say like this is what keeps it going i didn't really understand what that meant but there are all of these expenses that go into podcasting and it's a matter of like literally having the money to pay for bandwidth and it's, pay, like, it's, it's me. It's, it's me eating food. It's my livelihood. And he doesn't so. really eat that much food. <laughs> I'm eating cookie right now. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 uh, you know, it really is uh, what I wake up and do every day, and a handful of other people. And we like to do this forever and full time, and do bigger and better stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so so go to go to the go to feralaudio.com and buy those uh those live episodes i promise they're really good there's a legendary episode i'm highly recommending the rachel lee cook one it's good all around it's got jonah ray in it but let's listen to a clip of clip. incredible interview with rachel lee cook (laughs) we were talking earlier (laughs) yeah i should look at you it'll be fine i'm not i'm 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 fine i'm not a bad person or a crazy person Um, so she saw that was parodied a lot after the movie came out. Okay. And the big, uh, the big thing that everyone talks about from the movie is that, talking about the glasses moment where he takes off her glasses and, and, and then it's like, oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, we saw she was beautiful before. Um, (laughs) I mean, that must have been really cool. That everyone was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> I... You are doing so good. Doing so good. Um... I don't. Uh... <laughs> I think. I think the answer to that. Is- Pretty cool. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm no. So sorry. What, what was Jonathan Taylor Thomas like? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. So for that, go to feralaudio.com slash shop. Also, here's a special incentive. And Dustin doesn't even know that I'm going to do this. Right now on the feralaudio.com slash shop shop. There is a don't put shop shop. I'm just saying the shop that is a feral audio.com slash shop. Um, sorry. I talk to you like your children. Sometimes I don't mean it. I don't mean to be condescending. I'm sorry. I used to be a nanny for a very long time and a camp counselor. It's, uh, it's annoying. I know. Um, if you, you'll see on that shop, a t-shirt, the t-shirt with a feral audio logo right now it's $20. We have to sell a certain number of them to, to get them made and they're awesome because if you are somebody who loves podcasts and love all the 
podcast on the feralaudio.com network. It's it's kind of it's like representing. Um, I don't know if you come from a city with a lot of gangs. Where am I going with this? Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're not in a gang, it kind of looks like a gang t-shirt. I'm so sorry. That's incredibly offensive. No, it is. Offensive. It's, it's, um, it's but here's, 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 the, here's your incentive. If you buy that t-shirt... And when you receive it in the mail, it's a very, it's an American apparel t-shirt. It's super cozy. It looks really comfortable and, and great. I'm buying one. Um, If you buy that t-shirt and you take a picture of yourself and that t-shirt and tag me in it or, uh, or send, email it to me at this feels terrible um, at Gmail, just somehow get like draw my attention to it. I am going to send you a very special secret gift that will be totally worth it. Just saying, it's going to be way. It's it's going to be overdoing it a little bit. Whoa, tag us both because I want to throw something in there too. Okay, Dustin's going to throw something in there too. So if you go and you buy the T-shirt, or this is what you can do because uh, because that there might be some lag on that. Um, screenshot uh, a picture of that screen and send me. You'll also get a Harmontown related thing. What could that be? It's going to be something very personal and very weird. Just saying. And it's going to be just for people who order those t-shirts. They're only $20. Um, so go and order those t-shirts. We're going to put one of Aaron McGathy's hair extensions. <laughs> we could actually do that. I'm about to get them removed. <laughs> just just hang on to it. That's disgusting. I have one. I, you, one fell off and I, I keep it by my, uh, my work area and I look at it every day. <laughs> Do you really? I twiddle it with my fingers. Oh, boy. Our relationship um, is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. That's a huge incentive. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's return. Let's return to this, uh, to this interview with Ingrid Haas. Um, so this is a testament to how awesome my ex-boyfriend is. When the new guy who my ex-boyfriend should obviously hate with a passion dumped mm-hmm. me after four months... Uh, and he dumped me like very abruptly, like, like we're dating. I thought it was going swimmingly. I'm an emotional mess. Yeah. I'm crying all the time, but I'm still very codependent on this new guy for no real reason. Right. Um, we exchanged. I love you vows very prematurely gave him the ha- my house key far too early into the process. Yeah. Um, and then a day later dumped me. Uh, my ex-boyfriend was the man who came over, brought a bottle of wine to comfort me. Aw, well, that's very sweet. Isn't that really sweet? Yeah. And t- probably too sweet. Like, we had just broken up, like, five months prior to that. Is he, he's like, is he doing okay with the breakup? Like, Yeah, he's okay in therapy it? now and really, like, coming to terms with his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's dating a lot. I mean, I don't know how honest he is being, you know, with me, but we're really trying to be in each other's lives because we're both each other's family. And uh, yeah, like he I I had a real problem with our breakup. Like I really wanted to assert my life after him. Like I really wanted to be like, this is my life and that's your life. And it's separate, even though we had been together for so long. Yeah. And our lives weren't very separate. But suddenly I was like. Stop hanging out with my friends, even though they're not my friends. We became friends with them. Um, But then my aunt and uncle, my uncle's like 76, a Holocaust survivor, very Republican, a former cardiologist. Um, 
and him and my ex-boyfriend got along really really well and when he heard about the breakup he we had broken up but we were still living in the same house so we both got an email at the same time and my uncle's name is Ivan and he wrote me like a very nice but like two sentence email <laughs> like very sorry to hear the news i hope things are okay he wrote my ex-boyfriend like four paragraphs long like advice <laughs> on the breakup and they they have family who live here and they come and visit like probably every six months and they still chill they hang out <laughs> and i got so pissed but now i'm okay with it but yeah for the longest time they were hanging out without me and so i would see my aunt and uncle and i this is when we weren't speaking They''d be like, so we went for lunch with your ex-boyfriend and he seems to be doing okay. He's lost a lot of weight, but he looks good. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's weird. Breakups are really weird because for me, I mean, this is the first major breakup I've been in, but mm -hmm. feeling like how to establish your life again and who are your friends because yeah. it's like nobody wants to pick sides but i think i wanted people to pick sides even though i said out loud i was like you don't have to pick sides like we're very loving and it's totally fine yeah but i was like but i want everyone to rally around me because i need support and i'm really afraid <laughs> yeah and people did but i mean they it doesn't have to come at a cost of somebody else's love and support sure well that's and, and that's always so scary like from the other side like oh i i hope that the ex-boyfriend doesn't I hope that these people are still my friends. Yeah. And I hope people don't think I'm really shitty. I think, uh, yeah, especially what happened, you know, the fact that my ex-boyfriend like still talks to me. is pretty cool. Yeah. Cause that was super shitty of me. So what, so what happened in this most recent breakup? Oh, after this magical night. When oh, after this magical night. Uh, then I freaked out and was like, I've been kicked out of my home. Uh, I think we need to take a beat. Uh, and then, so it was Valentine's day and I went to the genuine concert because I am a lover of R and B and hip hop <laughs> and it was awesome. And I came home and there was a box on my doorstep and it was a pair of fluorescent pink Nike runners Whoa. from him. And I was like, damn, this is cool. But I was still a little freaked out cause it was like, we met maybe a week before, mm -hmm. but it was Valentine's Day and he wanted to show me that he cared, which was really nice. That's a really thoughtful, cool gift. Really thoughtful and very cool. And I love, yeah, it was awesome. How did he know your size? I got a text from his friend a few days before, like, hey, Ingrid, what shoe size are you? <laughs> and we were friends separate from that guy. So it was, oh, okay. I was kind of like, what's this for? And he's like, you know... I work at Funny or Die and we get to go to the Nike outlet sometimes. And I was like, fair enough. Okay, great. Pick <laughs> me up some kicks. Huh. So then after that, I was like, yeah, this is cool. And so we had like, it was really fun. Just like a really romantic, um, light, cool relationship. We went um, to San... F oh, well, it kind of... Except you were crying over your ex. Yeah, but uh, he said he said me crying was very cool because it made me seem very strong. <laughs> Um. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I'm crying so much. He's like, no, I think it really shows how open you are and you're so vulnerable. I mean, I never said why I was crying. Right. Maybe he thought I was crying because really? I was falling in love. <laughs> not even more crazy. Like at what times would you, would you cry? Uh, and you wouldn't explain it? 
<laughs> what? I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> I think at one point I did have like the family spiel. I was like, I'm just having a really hard time. Okay. You know, but like, but I mean, would it be when you were watching a movie or like intimate, intimate, intimate? Oh no. <laughs> so, okay intimate so, situations so you guys are are sleeping together and you start crying because you're thinking about how much you hurt your ex-boyfriend yeah. <laughs> okay cool cool you're so strong ingrid thank you thank you i'm so strong what a fucking shit show uh yeah so things are going great he's being very responsive like texts are incoming it's we're, we're going on dates there's responsive to my texts uh and quick turnaround what was the turnaround then there was a turnaround oh, no but what was the text turnaround oh at first yeah seconds nice it quickly deteriorated to days but really? at the beginning real great that's what you always gotta say like when someone's like i'm not sure if my i'm not sure if this girl like really likes me what's the turnaround yeah what's the text turnaround what, and what is it when you know yeah. it's good i feel like it's got to be under an hour right yeah within an hour yeah you know it's really good if it's In- right instant away. yeah if there's i love it when there's an understanding that you reply right away when you see it like the yeah second that it's like two hours three hours i know like in my like relationship previous to the one that I'm in, like after like five months or so, it was it was like four or five hours. It'd be like, what are you doing? And I yeah. knew that he was just like, well, we had a con- we had the conversation anything. about it towards the end when we were like going to break up. Yeah, because I was like, do you not see my text? <laughs> like, it would be like days. Are and- you the first person ever to not see a text? <laughs> I just I, got I, it. I just texted someone today. Like, did you see my? <laughs> Well, I saw somebody tweet that once and it was like, no one's ever just gotten your text. And I love that because it's like, sorry, just got your text now. No, you didn't. I sometimes I'll say I just got your text. And what I mean is I saw your I saw your text as I was jumping into a cab and then got right. distracted by something. I else. forgot. And I, I'm just remembering right. that you texted me. But if you're sleeping with that person, you never just got the text. No. And like that person. Yes. You so, never just got a text. So at what point do they start to slow down? So, okay. So we're dating hot and heavy. Like, we're like, this is the jam. We're both. How re- many times a week are you guys? At in? first, five times, probably. Um, and it's so cool and it's so much fun, but I'm feeling so much guilt and I'm hating myself for it because I'm enjoying this person so much. And I know on the other side of it, my ex-boyfriend is hurting so much. Yeah. And you're getting to cope with your breakup in a fun way. And yeah, like sit with the memories. Yeah. (laughs) And it's horrible because you should, everyone says you should, you know, just like deal with the pain, but I did not like Mm -hmm. I moved out and I was like, let's have a blast. Let's go to concerts and do great stuff. And so we did, but it really ate away at me. And one night we went out and we came home and to my place and I was like let's just keep it casual like with two peace signs up like it wasn't casual at all at this point you know we were seeing each other but I I don't know I just I wanted him I didn't want him to fall for me but I wanted him to give me all the attention but I was like all the time yeah it's impossible to go from a relationship where you see somebody every single day and then when you jump into another thing you automatically expect that that intimacy is going to be the same it's so hard to reset and be like oh no like like Usually people see each other a couple times a week or like, let yeah. me get to know you or let me yeah. date multiple people. Yes. Yeah. I did not know Instead, how to do like, that. We're married. Yeah. And like, this is it. And we're going to 
take this to the end. And at one point, I take this to the end. To the end of time, we're going to die together. (laughs) I literally, like, I was in such a crazy place of just like needing to know somebody else was there that. At one point, I was like, I got this new TV show idea. It's called, it's about a rebound relationship that lasts forever. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Like, literally openly says that. I said that to him, and he was like, okay, okay. I was like, it's really, like, based on our first meeting. (laughs) I fall asleep in the thing, in the car, and then the show just sort of takes off from there. It's like how I met your mother, but, like, us. And he's like... Okay, so maybe that's when it started spiraling out. So I say we should just we should just keep this casual. And he's like, I'm going to leave your house now. And I was like, No, let's just be two hot bodies together. I want to cuddle. Yeah. So he stayed the night, and then the next morning he woke up and he was like, So what you said last night? You want to keep it casual? You don't know how to keep it casual. And he like gave me deuces and walked out of my house. Uh. And I was like, Damn. Um, and then we didn't speak for two weeks and I was like, I need to focus on myself. I need to be okay alone. Were you guys no texting or anything? I wrote him a very, I would say eloquent email that was just like, I'm dealing with a lot right now. I really like you. I need time to deal with my last relationship. Um, you walking out of my house felt pretty final and that's okay. But I just want you to know, I like you and I hope we can see each other again. So I, and everyone was like, that's good. Now move away from him and like deal with your breakup. Yeah. So I did that by dealing with it for two weeks. Yeah. And then I called him and was like, I'm okay now. I want to hang out again. And then we jumped right back in and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. He was, he was, he didn't want it to be casual. Yeah. And, and I don't think I did either. I was scared. Hurtful thing when someone's like, let's just keep it casual. That's a hard, had you already exchanged the, I love you vows? No. Okay. But it just, it never really, it never found its footing the way that it did that first time. Right. And I think I was like, while those two weeks, which was nothing, Mm -hmm. I was like thinking, can I do this? Do I want to do this? And I, I really came back like headstrong, like I want this to work. And I don't know if he came back with that because I think maybe I heard him. I don't know. Yeah. We we tried and we went to San Francisco. And we stayed an extra night because we were having such a blast. It was really good. We uh, It was awesome. And then we did the I love you. And then the next day it was done. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, what, slow down. What was the, what was the context <laughs> of uh, the I love you's? Yeah, this, that was probably not the best. Yeah. So we, I always felt like there was, um, something else going on Mm -hmm. and there was always like some mystery that I never really understood about him. And I, I became a little crazy about it because there were like a lot of phone calls that were just like happening at weird times and we were at a party and he was on the phone for a really long time and I didn't understand why or, you know, because we were supposed to be at this party together and he was just like on the phone and it was sort of mysterious and weird. Like you asked who it was and he was. Yeah. Well, he told me who it was, but I was just like, why now? It seems like a really weird. Like, yeah. We're not. Hang- we're at this party. Like, why? And it happened like multiple times to the point that I was just like, this is weird. Like yeah. he would say I'm coming over and then he would sit in his car for like an hour on the phone. And I'd be like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, yeah. So, so then we, um, so we got in the car and we kind of got in a fight about it. And, and then we ended up meeting some friends at a bar and he, we were both like really tense and whatever. And then we leave the bar and we're walking back to the car and, 
and we were talking about the fight that we had just had and i was like you know i love you right (laughs) (laughs) uh i wish i wish that this was a video podcast like with your like (laughs) let's keep it cash the two piece signs and then just like a like a michael jackson point to you like you know i love you right hey kid (laughs) it was like michael like like michael uh like michael johnson even at a uh tj friday he's opening up and there's like a kid in a wheelchair hey you know i love you yeah thanks michael it was horrible i mean i i wanted (laughs) to how did he react to that I think he was like, yeah, I know. Okay. I love you too, man. And then the next day we were going for brunch and there was tension again. And I think he was really late or something. And I was upset because we were meeting people for brunch. And I'm very punctual. And then he kind of did the same thing. He put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, uh, like a movie. Doesn't it? Doesn't it sound romantic? Isn't that how you're supposed to say "I love you" for the first time? Just like everyone, chill. Let's not fight. Oh, interior airport. Uh, Celeste is about to get into the security line. Todd comes running through the the aisle. He knocks over an old lady's bag, stops to pick it up because he's a good guy. Runs up. She turns around. Todd. Hey. You know I love you, right? Credits. <laughs> Beautiful. Sounds <laughs> romantic, open-hearted, vulnerable. They showed their true selves. Sounds like they were there's no one else for them in the world. <laughs> Sounds like there's no truer love. Yeah, then yeah, I, I love you know I love you, right? So it doesn't sound like the breakup was that abrupt. Earlier you said like it's so abrupt. Well, that <laughs> happened like- all in like a, a span of like 2 days. Okay, okay. But let me get to so he still he broke up with me. And so at that brunch? So he said, no, so the brunch okay. happened, and then basically it was the next day he was working, and he had my key, and he came into the house. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, nothing. And then he and then he goes outside for 10 minutes, and then he came back in. And I was like, what were you doing? And it, this is like 3 in the morning. Uh-oh. And he was like, nothing. And he was like, yeah. I was like, just tell me. You don't need to lie. And then he dumped me. What did he say? What he turned it? over and didn't talk for the rest of the night. And the next morning, he's like, I'm done. I'm out. Wow. And that was it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's... Hmm. It was, I don't know if it's... Cra- I mean, no one's ever... When you hear about the way that someone broke up with somebody, you, no one's ever like, oh, well done. I feel like I, maybe. I know how to do a great breakup. I guess. <laughs> forcing somebody to... <laughs> Forcing yeah. someone to tell the landlord we're moving out separately. Yeah. I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe because it's maybe because he ended up being like less codependent than you expected. I know like if that happened to me, I would be very much like, what? Like, where is there? That is that is that's crazy. That is so abrupt. Yeah. So know. we ended up going for coffee two weeks later. I don't mean to say that your breakup is not abrupt. It's abrupt. I mean, it was a four-month relationship. Right. So if if you're not sure or if you don't want to do it abrupt, I guess it would feel abrupt because you're not together for a long enough time for there to be like a long discussion. It doesn't really have to be a long discussion. Right. I don't think. I think it's probably it probably felt so abrupt because it was coming off of the heels of this other relationship. And like I said, you just transferred your exactly. commitment level. So like it was like the the amount it was the same like 
outpouring of commitment to a relationship that was so short so it felt so abrupt but I think if if you guys have both been in a kind of a normal yes there was no normal it was I was not in a normal place but part of you is like let's keep it casual but like you can't do that when you're not like not acting that way yeah like or don't even know how to be alone yet yeah yeah I just wanted to chill all the time yeah 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 um but the getting my key back very awkward oh so we met for coffee. he wouldn't leave it. Yeah, because I went home for like a week. Didn't didn't leave the key in my mailbox or anything. I had to beg to get my house key back. I was so pissed off. So there, so there, there was no real fight. Like he was just he got high, fell asleep at your house, woke, woke up, up the next the morning. morning, and was like, "I'm done." And I like tried to chase him out of my house, and he was like, "Don't chase me." And then he called me like four hours later, and, and he what was did he like, say? "What was his?" he was like i'm done and i was like i figured that that's fine (laughs) that is what you said earlier can you (laughs) expound on this please and then he was like yeah i just i don't think this is gonna work and i was like okay yeah that's fair enough and he's like i thought you'd be a little more upset than this and i was like oh should I fight for this? Is he wanting me to fight for this relationship to work? I'm going to fight for it to work. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Are you sure? I think we're meant to be together. Do you understand that we're meant to be together? And he's like, I know me too. And then that conversation lasted so (laughs) fucking long. Me being like, he wants me to fight. He wants me to fight. And so I fought so hard until like an hour and a half later, where it's like, okay, you're not, you're not budging. And he was like, no. So I was like, well, Oh, he just wanted, So of a parting gift of you know some, but then it got weird. So we met up two weeks later to ex- give me my fucking shit back, and he gave me a gift. And to this day, I'll never know why. What was the gift? So he called me Gina from Martin and Gina, the Martin Lawrence show. Okay, <laughs> because we both love Martin Lawrence, I guess. And so he'd always be like, "Damn, Gina," which was so cute. It was very cute. And so he gave me a damn Gina hoodie. Oh, like he got it made? Yeah. Wow. So we went for coffee and I was like, I'll have to take my key. And he was like, here you go. And it was a damn Gina sweatshirt, Hard which I wore for a whole month after. Yeah. And but I'll never know why. I, like, I still think look back on that moment. I was like, was that. Did he get it made before? Or? Yeah. When did why did that happen? Was that like, so I don't hate you gift or. I like oh, you a lot, gift. So, so you don't hate me, gift. Hmm. Or was it Smart. like I still want maybe a piece of you, gift? Like I'll, I don't, I don't, I'll never know. But I, the sweatshirt is cool, but now it's in a box along with the shoes and a few other things. You got to put that shit away, you know? Yeah, hide it away until like you're really fine with it or want to give it to a friend. Those are some nice gifts. I don't think I've ever dated anyone who's... Well, no, my boyfriend now gives me, like, really... Is a good gifter. Like, really creative, specific gifts for you? Um, yeah. (laughs) No, I don't want to... I don't... He's he's very... Go on. He's a very generous gift giver. He's he's not... um, 
I don't know. Why am I like ex- exploring this? No, no, he, no, they're like thoughtful. I want to know what sh- what kind of stuff you getting, girl. Well, uh, our first Valentine's Day, he wrote me a sonnet. Oh my it's really god! Really nice, and gave me like a basket full of paints. My hesitation only comes. He has an assistant, so and he's busy, so the assistant ends up giving me a lot of the things. So I'll often get like an email after a gift that's like, "Here's the warranty for this," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that's nice." But I mean, it's all very, it's all very uh, generous and cool. Yeah, that's something awesome. personalized would be neat. Dan, can you personalize that? It was so dumb. Personalize it. He takes me on trips and all sorts of things. Listen, we all know you guys are doing great. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> if only we could all find a Dan to our Aaron. <laughs> we are doing great. Yeah, it's We're doing good. Really great. I've been doing this thing lately where I've been getting drunk and uh, describing what I think our wedding should look like. So, Ooh. doing. <laughs> you want a big cool. one or a small one? I want to get married at the Natural History Museum. Oh shit! Yeah, that's and awesome. I don't know about bigger. Where Cheryl big... Crow's music video was shot. Oh, that kind of ruins it a little bit. <laughs> uh, what mu- There is a music video where she shot. I don't remember which song, but oh. no, that's mean. Cheryl Crow's fine. I like Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. Crow is Cheryl great. Crow's great. My favorite Old artist school. is Cheryl Crow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Where so okay in there? I want to get married underneath the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I want to have a reception in the Mammoth Hall. Wow! And you can like. <laughs> this is so this is such a boring tangent going on. No, I really I like it. You Girl can, rent, can dream. You can rent the museum like for the night and your friends get to just like wander around and yeah, that's cool. like look at exhibits and stuff. And I've been dreaming about I, I've been literally having dreams about this now because I keep on talking about it before I go to bed. <laughs> and, and what's it, Dan's reaction to this? Yeah, okay, all right, fine. Okay. So do you think okay, okay, so you're thinking about your wedding, but you're not engaged, right? No, I am not engaged. But that's in the works? I don't know. How do you feel about engagements as a woman? Because I've talked about this a few times, like, just with friends. A, I'm not sure how I feel about engagement rings, because a man doesn't have to wear one, but women do. And then also the idea of, like, you having to wait around for someone to ask you. Yeah, I think that's the worst and, yeah. I, and I've, I've gotten I've, I've been tipsy and explained how infuriating that is to Dan before yeah I, I think that like once Dan and I moved in together I kind of cooled it on the like I right. gotta get engaged yeah I think that all my my last speaking of like ending abruptly I I felt like my last relationship ended really abruptly mm-hmm. but upon like looking back and really thinking about it it didn't which is probably what i was like projecting earlier and being like was it abrupt ingrid when it, i'm really just saying was it abrupt aaron yeah no it wasn't there, were, there were warning signs, signs. Yeah, yeah a million and you just like justify everything oh write everything we didn't out. talk about that yeah the text just oh, stopped yeah, yeah. coming yeah, in yeah that's and it would be days and i and instead of me being like i deserve better than this or maybe he's not interested maybe i can give him an out I was just like, text me quicker. Text me sooner. Yeah, what's going on? And then you take their, like, whatever that person says. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I I would love to meet the person who's able to say, oh, like, no, they're not texting me that much. I need to move on because they don't like me. Like, when you really like somebody, how how do you do that? How do you do it? Oh, texting. Um, It's the worst. I think the next guy I date, I feel like I should say no texting. (laughs) Let's let's just use the phone. (laughs) Is that, you're laughing like it's an insane idea. It is an insane idea. Really? Yes. Only letter writing from here on out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, feel like my communication, like, first of all, it wouldn't be as 
instant. Right now, I feel like if I like someone, I want to get a confirmation that they like me back via text message. Yeah. But 10 years ago, we didn't have that. We depended on our own self-confidence mm-hmm. and knowing that we would see them five days from now. True. But things have changed. I'm living in the past, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I Like when I'm starting to text somebody, most of, or starting to date somebody and then starting to text them, most of my texts are like, are you going to respond to this? I, yeah. Not, not me literally saying, are you going to respond to this? But no. just being like, wow, cool sunset, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thinking about you. <laughs> um, uh, so wait, so your wedding. So oh, so my wedding. Well, uh, so back to your wedding. <laughs> my Can I be a bridesmaid? Go on. <laughs> sure. My last my last uh, relationship ended so abruptly. And that was a relationship where I was constantly told like, when we're married, when we blah, 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 like oh, okay. up until the end. So I don't know, like I... I do I do think that I mean my relationship right now is much better than that one and yeah. Dan and I live together and I do think that we are going to get married but I'm not um I'm not banking on a time right and I'm not thinking I'm trying not to think like we'll be wed by spring right <laughs> like, do you guys talk about when you'd want to get married no it's such oh I've never been <laughs> in this terrible, sort of yeah I've never been in that sort I just of feel like a Kathy cartoon like I it's so crazy it's the weirdest thing and even the coolest people go down a weird path when they're yeah. a want to get engaged or once they've been engaged yeah and suddenly their Instagrams are just all engagements and it's a crazy place for people yes. it's 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 so it is so weird like I'd say a year and a half ago I couldn't imagine wanting to like with my last relationship and talking about marriage like it still it felt like such a far away thing yeah in the same way that like right now kids feels like a really far away thing even though I know I want to have kids yeah I don't have like a a deadline for myself though that's something that literally there your is a body deadline, has a deadline there is a biological you. deadline um but I like I have so many friends who have been getting married recently like it just seems so fun i'm like i do yeah, find myself lingering so on wedding blogs and <laughs> things because i will i love throwing parties you know yes, i love throwing parties you are one of the best hosts i know thank you you're amazing so uh yeah so i just like love the idea of getting married i love the idea of dan and i having a wedding i think it would be really fun yeah and i really like i mean it's it is you're saying before like it is really frustrating that women have to just wait so I have no idea if Dan and I, I have no idea if Dan and I will get married. If we do get married, I don't know if he's going to propose today or five years from now. Right. Like it's just. But a, you're willing to wait it out. Yeah. I do know like we got in a fight or we had like a a tough talk, uh, <laughs> which is what I, I think I'll, it was now what I'll call it. A tough talk? <laughs> tough talk. Not a TED talk. A tough talk. <laughs> a tough talk. Um, I don't know how long ago, like five six months no, no it wasn't a tough talk what am I saying I I said very I, I I joked about like hey like just so you know you could propose anytime <laughs> like something like that like I'm giving you the green light <laughs> and and he said uh well now I'm pushing it back by three years because that's annoying and Ooh. I was like what and then the next day I was like you know that's really not nice because I can't do any I can't propose yeah to you. well Whatever. you can yeah, but it would it would really take take the wind out of those sails. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, also proposing is like one of the last big romantic gestures that's sort of mm-hmm. traditional romantic gestures that really exists still. Yeah. So it's like 
You gotta wait it out because totally. then once it happens, it's very exciting. Totally, I would imagine. Yeah. Have you lived with? Did you live with your other boyfriend? No, I did not. Right. Yeah. So this is the first time um, that I've lived with anyone. Yeah. No, I've lived with two other boyfriends. Oh. <laughs> um, the first, the first of which did like propose to me, but I, I don't think I wanted him to, and just like didn't hear it. Like it just kind of like what? Oh. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not fixated on it listeners it's not it's gonna happen if it's supposed to happen and when it does it'll be the right time sure but i i definitely am not um over uh being really excited about rings and yeah not not in any like cool i i also am a great person to propose to because i don't know anything about jewelry and i don't wear jewelry so i'll take anything it's all about yellow gold i'll take anything (laughs) whatever you want to put on me on my body (laughs) i i I can really appreciate a good a good ring i really what's a good ring what's a bad ring um i name your friends (laughs) (laughs) this one has a terrible ring i just like yellow gold that's all and is that <laughs> to me that's is like it, a good is, ring is it just like because i feel like you silvery? get it yeah okay yeah but i mean listen if you have the silvery white gold ring that's cool too i'm just saying my personal preference yeah. for my future husband <laughs> yellow gold <laughs> but All actually right. i have friends who uh never got proposed to real in the traditional sense like some of my best friends in canada um we all used to love camping and stuff like on the lake and two out of my like eight girlfriends got proposed with a canoe. Like their husbands got them Aww. canoes and was like, "Will you marry That's me? So Here's sweet. a canoe." Oh, so they never had now that. I want a, now I want a canoe. I know. Let's all get canoes. <laughs> well, first of all, canoes to get made specifically for you with like wood uh-huh. are really expensive. Yeah, and really beautiful. And if you have a place on a lake, like a cottage or something. So much cooler than a ring. So yeah. much cooler. Yeah. And also, I guess it's just weird. Part of me is like this very romantic thing. Like, I want to be that girly girl with a engagement ring. And then the other part is like, fuck, fuck that. It's so weird to have an engagement ring when you don't. Like, yeah. I, everyone knows I'm engaged, but you're just this free man running around. <laughs> you're engaged, too. You should have like a weird haircut or something a weird haircut like a little ring yeah (laughs) oh man you're engaged yep got that haircut (laughs) oh i see like half of their head is shaved yeah they just Uh have a shaved head (laughs) oh man you got locked down yeah yeah me and the old lady (laughs) that's great everyone knows we only have 10 more minutes um i wanted to ask you something what did you want to ask me erin ingrid uh-oh are you gonna ask me to marry you <laughs> yeah Sweet. It, there's that wedding tone ingrid yeah dustin yes. you've been my producer for i'm feeling so nervous right now <laughs> uh, i feel like i'm so um like aggressive go-getter-y that if i ever got in a situation which i hope i hope that i do mm-hmm. get in a place where someone would want to ask me to marry them and i would want to say yes that i fear that i might want to propose to them because i won't i'm impatient <laughs> and won't be able to wait for them to figure out a good time to do it i have a funny thing about proposals and the reason why i like feel so hesitant like and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the reason why I feel so hesitant talking about it with my boyfriend in any sort of real way is that I, and I know a lot of women feel this way is like, you don't want to seem 
pushy mm-hmm. and you don't want to you don't want to propose to yourself really but i do right. think that like speaking to you saying like i'm a go-getter and i would whatever i think that a lot of engagements happen uh, because there has been a conversation. So basically the woman is saying like, y- here's right. a green light. You can, right. Basically what you did. Yeah. And I like, I hear all the time, like we're planning on getting engaged in the spring. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I don't, that's confusing to me. But part of me does understand it. Because, can you explain it to me? I don't get it. Okay. So we're planning on getting engaged is far less romantic. So why wouldn't you just be engaged? Yeah, that I don't understand. But maybe it's like, we're planning on moving in together. We're going to take this step together right but we're doing it together and it's not my decision and she has nothing to do with it but that's a physical but like moving in together is like a physical thing that you can see engagement is just this invisible idea that means nothing like i can say i'm engaged to marry this pillow yeah it it is weird it's not like we're planning on getting married where we have to actually organize an event yeah right but maybe we're saving up to get a ring is that what that means because who knows how much rings are about rings I mean, those people probably have to put put some money away. But why would you? I mean, I mean they you can should be thinking about a, a canoe. Ring. They should be thinking about a canoe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Is that a ring thing? or? People- I, I don't know. I don't know. But my I think the idea is. Yeah, we're going to. I think maybe Listeners, if you know, if you could answer this question for me. This yeah. Pre-engagement question. Please write. This feels terrible. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it's like. I'm going to make I'm going to calm the lady down by saying fall 2013 that's the time it's going to happen so she okay. can fucking chill for a second. So is it more is it more like okay like if you so if you and I were in a relationship oh we didn't even get to talk about how you used to date girls. Yeah. And like who you're dating now. Okay. Let's yeah. <laughs> so it's so re- tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I went to my therapist one day. I had always, my first kiss was with a girl in the sixth grade. And, um, I always sort of was curious about it. Mm -hmm. And I went through theater school with all my gay friends and I, I don't know. I just was very open to the idea, but I didn't really know. And one day I went to my therapist and I was like, today's the day I'm going to say it out loud. Maybe I want to date women. And so I went to her and I burst out crying and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I think I might be interested in dating a woman. And then suddenly I looked at her and she has white spiky hair. I'd been seeing her for two years. <laughs> she had like Birkenstocks on and like jeans and a big sweater and i looked at her and she had such an empathetic look like she really understood what uh, what i was saying yeah and i just stared at her and i was like are you a lesbian and she was like yes i am and i was like oh <laughs> we can talk to each other how, how old are you um 25 maybe 24 uh, late right i guess i don't so, know I, I don't know yeah um and then so i went and i she was like i was like i don't know what to do i was so very like mindful about it It wasn't like i want to go out and fuck a bunch of girls i was like i don't know how do i explore this what what's the way to do this she's like what do you think you want to do so i went i have one lesbian friend who i knew and i asked her to go for coffee with me and she knew why i guess (laughs) and then we met for i was like i'm going through something and i need to talk it out (laughs) can you tell me how to do this yeah basically do i buy yeah (laughs) can i still dress the way i'm dressing and by the way i dressed i the stage lasted it wasn't a stage because who knows who i'll date now but i was dating only women for like a year and my dress i leaned into the dress code that i thought was appropriate really oh (laughs) 
Yeah. Because you dress very girly. Oh, now. yeah. It was it was loafers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and plaid shirts all day. Um, it actually depended on which girl I was dating. If I was dating a very feminine girl, I remember one day her name was Sabrina and I dated her and took her out and I wore like loafers and a blazer. And like at one point I gave her my blazer like to put on her shoulders and it was so i'm like so embarrassed looking back on that because it was so cheesy and just like what i thought you're supposed to do but it was so unnatural but also like i was being very nurturing did you have any long relationships during that time yeah yeah it was like seven months with one woman all right yeah how how is dating a woman different from dating a man um not that different for with i mean it was much softer and more i i didn't have as many guards up with her um she didn't end up cheating on me so it was pretty bad towards the end but i think it was just like really an open relationship in terms of like with men i had so many experiences with men who were just like shitty yeah you know just like general dudes who were just like not very good in my youth and stuff so this was just like i was just really open to whatever happened and we were it was really fun we did a lot of fun stuff together and we're actually we dated like four years ago so um now we're becoming friends again but we did not talk for a really long time and her breakup with me she broke up with me on my birthday she took me out for uh drinks and broke up with me And then I became a crazy person. And I thought that was really interesting in terms of like breakups with men versus breakups with women. Like Mm -hmm. with men, I'm very like I will not call them. I will not like very regimented with how I'll deal with a breakup. Do you think that's because you're like felt more comfortable expressing your feelings without judgment with the the woman? Yeah, with a woman. Yes. So with her, I would call and text every day being like, are you sure? Is this what you really want? Then I went to a a flower store in tears and I was like, what are flowers that say I want you back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, There are no no flowers, ma'am. We cannot sell you. We cannot sell you any flowers. This is the florist oath. She she's let me spend sixty dollars, and it was a beautiful, like real colorful bouquet. And then uh, she didn't answer the door, whether she was home or not. Who knows? Uh, but I I don't even know. I've blocked out what I wrote on that little card, but it was something that was obviously very well thought out and like cool. But also, are you sure about this? left her left it on the door and like three days later i got a photo with them like in a vase that was like so cool of you thank you so much it was so i was so messed up after that breakup so i think because i just like really opened myself up to that experience and it was so intense but also really sweet and vulnerable and just like it was so new also it was very scary because there was also a part of her that was like well have you told your parents that you're a lesbian or have you told your parents about me and i did tell my brother and my sister my brother was like do not tell mom and dad you will ruin their retirement (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and my sister just asked me today she's like are you dating men or women i was like i think i think men men men's where it's at 
Did you did you continue to date women after that, or did you go back to dating men? Like, was that a only because it's like in that year were you just exclusively dating women? Yeah, I was. So did that breakup make you? I think it maybe. I think maybe it did harden me. Yeah, because I dated two women before her: the Sabrina Mm -hmm. lady, and then another woman. Um, and Sabrina and the other girl, I'm still good friends with as well, actually. Um, I don't think I did date any women after her. She hardened my heart to women. <laughs> I would, I mean, I, I, I've never dated a woman, but like just judging from my female friendships, I would guess that like y- that emotional intimacy is so crazy and intense that yeah. like, from a breakup like that must be yeah. crazy. crazy in a different way than it is when you Mm -hmm. yeah I don't I haven't it took me a really really long time uh and yeah we I think she contacted I think I remember seeing her for the first time and it was in Toronto and it was for the Toronto Film Festival and uh I did crazy things like I would email people with her same name to her being like, oops, sorry, I emailed, I meant to email <laughs> the, yeah. oh, oh no, just like, and there's another, <laughs> I've done that so many times and the, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing good ever comes from that. That no. person is never like, oh my God, I just, just remembered how much I love you. <laughs> like, do you want to get back together? <laughs> weird. What a weird, magical coincidence. Yeah. Whatever. Oh God. Yeah. And like the email I write just tries to make me seem like I'm so busy and having a great time. <laughs> My life's going great. Oops. Ignore that last email. Didn't know it was for you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So then I saw her and I remember it was maybe like a year after. It was the Toronto Film Festival. I'm from Toronto. So I was just there sort of with my family. And we just sort of bumped into each other. And I was like, hi, I'm on my way to a party. Nice to see you. Bye bye. Like, just- <laughs> Did you immediately then go into a bathroom and repeat what you just said? Oh, to see what you looked like? I don't I think I went I think I went immediately to the bar but (laughs) (laughs) and like shaking being like that was fine I was totally fine (laughs) I don't know if I have but I think I will do that if I ever see any future exes oh man I've done yeah that's that's immediately and I've been caught many times doing that going into the bathroom and well I or like going into a mirror and like just trying to repeat exactly the way so you know what you look like uh oh hey so great to see you here with my boyfriend Oh, hey, so crazy. Okay, okay. No, that looks okay. It didn't look too crazy. <laughs> Until he, like, turns a corner and sees me. Who I, knows? I recently <laughs> was caught uh, driving in my car, having an imaginary conversation with myself, like, with yeah, a future, yeah. with a recent ex. Uh-huh. And then someone was like, Ingrid! <laughs> and I look, and it's this other guy, and I'm just like, hey, man! I pick up my cell phone like I'm on the phone, but I was staring at myself in the windshield like you were looking in the bathroom, just being like, it's nice to see, like imagining what I would say if I ever bumped into this person ever. Uh, I this last weekend at Comic-Con, I um, I like there's this this special holding area for Hall H, which is where like all the big crazy things happen and. Dan was doing community, so I got to go hang out back there, and it's just That's like fun. yeah, it was it was really fun. There, yeah, a bazillion famous people and Games of Throneses and Scarlett so cool. Johanssons and Ron Perlman's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this room, um, 
And at one point it was just, uh, it was just community people. And I went into the bathroom. I was feeling pretty insecure about like my clothes the entire weekend. So I was like, I, were you dressing up or? No, I just, no, I just, I did like, I'm just like going through like body stuff and just felt like, you know, I was just having yeah. like kind of a schleppy weekend. Yeah. Like I hadn't taken a shower and I just felt gross. It was the day, day three of Comic-Con. Right. So I was saying, I said hi to the, cast of community and then uh and they all look so beautiful like ellison and gilliam of course like like, un like they look like alien people with moon skin (laughs) (laughs) and they're also so so thin and so yeah so nice and so beautiful um (coughs) hollywood hollywood i'm i'm going to a to drinks with the community cast on thursday i'm like what am i gonna wear for gillian and allison dress up oh god how am i gonna get their moon skin (laughs) um they do they have moon skin that's a secret you don't realize celebrities get moon skin how do i go i don't know i think once you've like once you've been in a certain number of something you'll get it you're on your way i can see so i can see some moon skin creeping up uh great can't wait <laughs> let me know if you ever see moonskin on my face let me know that i've made I think, it i think a man in a in a white suit comes to your door and hands you a jar and oh. you're like what, what is this and he's shh, shh, put it on <laughs> is it la mer because that's like liquid diamonds for your face yeah i don't know but is does la mer really la mer is this yeah this, this it's like four hundred dollars work does it do i don't that? know but I, every time i go to nordstrom i ask for a sample and most of the time they're like no we're out of samples you look like you can't afford this so you're not getting a sample <laughs> um so you're at comic-con okay, so I'm at comic-con this is a long story for a very short thing but i walked into the bathroom and in the bathroom there is a when you walk in there is like a long hallway to a giant full-length mirror and then you turn left and there are the stalls so as you're leaving you can like see your this you know standard bathroom right um but i was walking out and i like no one was in the bathroom and what I, did you say to yourself? <laughs> I I was, I was standing there, like, kind of posing, and I was like, ah, hey! <laughs> <laughs> you just practiced your hey? Yeah. Oh, hi! <laughs> oh, hello! Like, over my shoulder. And I'm doing it, and I, in the middle of a, like, hi! Like, Gillian Jacobs, like, publicist walks, and I'm like, hi! hi! And, she, and she just, like, head down, like, walks That over. is amazing! It would have been, it would have been better if it was somebody who I had met before, I could be like, oh, I was just... I was know, just practicing this, but it was really just, oh, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Wait, so was there a possibility that she thought she, you were talking to her? No. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I was posing like hand on hip, like head over, sh- like there was like, no mistake great. what I was doing. And who were you imagining when you were saying this? Anybody. I mean, okay. I don't know. There, there were, really no one. Okay. Just, hi. <laughs> I look normal. I look good. I have moon I'm face. <laughs> I'm so happy and confident. My face and body looks great right now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Comic-Con. Uh, hi, Mary. My body looks great. <laughs> How are you? Uh, well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you. I had so much real, fun. I'll have to have you back. Oh, anytime. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Me too. Okay, let's do it again. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. Thanks, Aaron. All right, guys, that was the episode. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks for going to feralaudio.com slash shop. Be sure to send me your screenshots of your, your receipts, and I will send you something very special. Um, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. If you are, uh, please follow Ingrid Haas on Twitter. That's I Haas, H-A-A-S. Follow me on Twitter, Erin McGathy at Twitter. Erin McGathy at Twitter. Every week I fuck it up. 
at Erin McGathy. Um, also at Feels Terrible is the podcast Twitter feed. You can email me anything at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. And uh, have a great week, you guys. Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.